Welcome again to another edition of Boxing Cures Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo. And on this episode, we'll be talking about the NBA, college football, and the MLB. Before we jump into the main topics, so we like to catch up. So, Daniel, how you doing? I'm doing well. Having a good weekend. Uh, how's it going for you? Pretty good. I'm pretty much stayed inside all day. I'm doing some schoolwork. Uh, for those who aren't aware, I'm in college. Yes, I'm a mid-30s guy in college online. And uh, <laughs> basically, I'm staying inside because the uh, south of uh, the United States is being attacked by some African sand that's blown in. Yeah, I, I, I've saw, seen this all weekend. Yeah, so my allergies are shot, and so I'm going to do everything in my power to stay inside. Good call. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. You watch anything or anything new? I know we had some Brad Pitt talk, but I don't think you watched any of that stuff yet. <laughs> no, I didn't see uh, Fight Pit or Fight Pit Fight Club. <laughs> um, I the only movie I saw this weekend was earlier today. I saw Bad Boys for Life, the third installment of the series. Um, honestly, I think it's the best. It it is probably to me, my opinion, it's the best movie of the franchise. Um. I know this. The explosions are better nowadays than when this movie first came out in like 1990. What, like five or six or something like that. Um, I ha- I saw Bad Boys One when it first came out when I was young, so I've only seen it like once or twice. Um, Bad Boys Two I saw in theaters a long time ago. I've only seen that once, so I decided just to give uh, Number Three a shot, and I enjoyed it. I liked it. Yeah, I haven't been able to catch it yet. I saw the second one in theaters. I'm not sure if I've ever seen the first one all the way through. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to go back and watch that one too. But um, but yeah, I definitely want to check that one out. Um, I started a movie today. Um, it's the new Aladdin one, the live action Aladdin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, first of all, I hate singing in movies <laughs> yeah same here. I'm, not a big, I'm not a big musical guy and so it was I, I'm, I'm not a fan i mean the, the graphics were good i mean the actors were good it's just i had to turn it off after about 15 minutes because like, i can't take it anymore yeah well let me tell you something else so i forgot to tell you that i started watching Zombieland 2 tapped out Yes. Uh, I've seen, I, I think I saw like 30 minutes of it, and then I had to go like uh, to the store or something like that. I wore a mask, don't worry. But uh, it was okay. It's not as good as the first one. It's kind of eh. So tomorrow, maybe I, you know, I'll put it on in the morning and finish it. But I was just like eh with it. So, yeah. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of um, high hopes because the first one's really, really good. I mean, it's, it's funny. Yeah, it's it's funny. Bill Murray. Yeah, the I'm not. They had too many characters. They're trying to recreate too many of the jokes from the first movie. Yeah, I mean, as a standalone, yeah, it's good. But when compared to the first one, it's it's. I compare it to the Hangover movies, where the first one's great and it's all downhill from there. Yeah, the third one was not really that well. Yeah, and so um, although it's, it's not it's not really a spoiler, but make sure you watch during the credits. Because they do a whole flashback to when the zombie apocalypse breaks out, and Bill Murray is doing a, a TV interview, and he and he goes into instant kill mode. So yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's pretty. That's the best part of the movie is during the credits. Do you think there'll be a third one? Uh, from what you saw, I know you seen the movie. I 
they may do it for a money grab, but they shouldn't. They had a hard time like trying to get this one together, didn't they? I thought they were supposed to like reboot it or something, or different characters or uh, actors and actresses. Yeah, but they knew they weren't going to be able to get the following um, with having all new actors in there. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the uh, and I'm sorry if she ever hears this, but the the little girl from the first movie, she's an awkward <laughs> she's an awkward adult to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's fine actor actress. I mean, I, I I mean I like her. She she's funny, but it's weird watching a character that was a child try to become an adult and they, they do they play up into the whole teen angst and uh yeah. all that stuff in this movie so mm-hmm. um i would say she was my least favorite character on this movie but that's not saying much because there's a lot of bad characters yeah. throughout this entire that entire movie so yeah i was just i wasn't really like too into it hence why i didn't see it in theaters so yeah. uh, I, i'll you know i'll finish it and See how I like it, but right now it's just meh to me. Yeah, I think um, I mean I'm trying to remember the name of it, but there's that Steve Carell movie that just came out, uh, the politician one. Uh, no, it's it's gonna be like one of those twenty dollars. Oh yeah, okay. Let me look it up real quick. Um, I skimmed through Netflix and I saw like, well, Space Force we talked about a couple episodes ago, but Wolf Will uh, Ferrell had that uh, new movie out with um, that chick from The Notebook. I don't even know what it's about, but I saw it on the front page, and eh, maybe I'll give it a shot. I don't know if I've if I've seen that one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, what, sure. I don't know what it's about. <clears throat> yeah, so the movie is Irresistible, where he plays a campaign uh, uh, campaign guy for some guy running for mayor in I think Minnesota. So he's always he's always going to be known as Michael Scott. So. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard because we're all judging him on that, and he, and he refuses to go back into that character. Yeah, so if there's ever an Office re- like remake or you know they, they reboot it or whatever, he's probably not going to be in it. Maybe no, like he... a, a guest cameo. But... Yeah, and, and I think it would be hard for them to recreate it anyway. I think if MB- M- NBC was desperate enough, they could recreate it now, but with continuation of what they left off with uh, with Dwight running the office. Yeah. Um. There were talks a while back of trying to do a Jim and Pam spinoff in Austin, which yep. I would watch that. I think that'd be pretty fun. I would watch it. Yep. But uh, but now Jim is a little too big to be, I think, in a sitcom at this point. <laughs> yeah, with his uh, his Quiet Place, and then uh, he's in that Jack Ryan on Amazon. Jack Ryan. So. He was doing that yeah. um, that Tell Me Something Good news. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I think he sold that to someone, so I think uh, he got a little flack for selling that. Oh boy! Yeah, profiting off of of good news apparently. <laughs> Damn it, Jim! <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, we still. I mean, we like we said last week, we filmed these on Saturday nights now, so we still got Sunday. I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. I'm, um, I'm gonna try maybe catch some something on either Irresistible or something on Netflix. So we'll see. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe, uh, maybe I'll dig Fight Club out. <laughs> Watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went to my parents' house uh, last Sunday uh, for Father's Day. Um, we were watching soccer, and it was like it was it was fun to watch. It was live sports. They had the fan audio playing, and I mean, there's no fans in the in the crowd, but they had the audio playing, and Christian Pulisic from the Team USA was playing, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Like it, it was very fun. 
Yeah, I mean, I I enjoy watching soccer. I just don't religiously follow it like some people do. Yeah. But when but when there's nothing else on TV right now, it's it is fun to actually get some kind of competition, some kind of sport. Yeah, I, I don't know if they replay the games later on in the day, but uh, if they don't, I think they should because they're kind of on early in the morning, like eight ish, eight thirty, and I know like when right when I wake up, you know, you brush your teeth and you eat breakfast and. I don't want to turn on the TV for a while, you know? Yeah. I just want to lay in bed for a while and then get up. So I don't know if they do replay them later in the day, but that'd be cool if they did. Yeah. I know NBC is kind of getting a little greedy, and so they're putting the afternoon games on that new Peacock streaming service. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, it's like, okay, if you want to watch the the afternoon games that are live, you have to subscribe to a whole new service, which I'm not about to do that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, talking about um, sports possibly coming back soon, um, the NBA released their their schedule for the seeding games. Yep. So um, I checked it out. I know, um, of course, the first thing I did is I flipped over to the Pacers schedule, and <laughs> um, they get the Heat twice in the last uh, three games, which basically they're they're fa- they're facing the teams they still need to pl- to play that are in the seeding games. So it, the NBA kind of did that where they went through and just took out all, all the remaining games of the teams who aren't playing in Orlando. Yeah. And so with that, um, I'm happy to say that the, the team that the Pacers are trying to fight playoff seeding for, the Miami Heat, have the hardest strength of schedule remaining, while the Pacers have the uh, fourth easiest schedule remaining. So that may – now, of course, home core advantage is not going to matter this in this playoffs, but seeding and, and, uh, and having that one up on your opponent – Definitely will will be there. Now, for me as a Pacers fan, if they can't get to the three seed, I want them to fall to the six seed because I don't want them to have to face Milwaukee in the second round if they win. But with the budding rivalry, I mean, and you remember back whenever Paul George was on the Pacers and and they had the the Heatles down in Miami. Yep, they were the rivals down there. Well, starting up again. I don't know if you you may not have caught it, but. Before the stoppage, there was a little dust up between T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler, so um, people were looking forward to those games, uh, the Heat versus Pacers games, to see if they would boil over. Now, well, now we get two of them, and if the playoff seedings work match up, they may see them nine times in the first three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, did you see anything in the standing and in, in the schedule that caught your eye? Uh, yeah, what caught my eye was. I love how the West Coast game, well, the West Coast teams are actually playing like an hour early since it's in Orlando. So we don't have to stay up till midnight to, to finish watching these games, especially like the Lakers versus Clippers. Um, yeah. It actually starts an hour early here, Central Time, 8 o'clock. So that's even better. Um, my dislike about it is like the 12 o'clock games. Obviously, you yeah. know, we have a. 6.30 to 2, or 6.30 to 3, Monday through Friday job, so you probably won't be able to catch the 12 o'clock games unless we're keeping tabs on our phone, but yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I believe you have to do it to, to get everybody playing, and especially in, uh, how many courts are they going to have? Uh, I believe they have uh, three courts. Three courts, okay. Two, two will be set up for the national TV games, and the third court will just be for the standard games. Yeah. Um. Now, they'll most likely be still aired on your local Fox Sports or whoever runs your local broadcast. Mm-hmm. But I know League Pass is picking up all the games. So Yeah, I see some I, NBA TV on here. So 
yeah, I still have my League Pass account set up, so I'll be able to stream all the games. Um, now you talk about the noon games. Remember, that's going to be 11 a.m. for us. So I kind of get. Yep. It reminds me a little bit of March Madness in a sense mm-hmm. of getting some early games like that. I know the the Pacers' earliest games will be at three o'clock, so luckily I don't have to worry about ditching <laughs> work too early. But uh, but yeah, I'll definitely be. They have two games during a week that are at three o'clock start time. And it could potentially be another game. Uh, the eighth game for each team is not set on a time. We know the opponent, but they're going to decide who gets what game slot based off of who may need it to win a game for a playoff seating. Yeah, it does um, have that uh, March Madness feel, which is awesome. Um, hopefully we see that next March. So, Yeah. All right. And so uh, the other big news that came out of the NBA was Vince Carter officially retired. So, I mean, he was drafted in 1998, so he had a hell of a career. He was he was there for a long time. I was nine years um, old. Yeah, so what do you, when you think of Vince Carter, what memory stands out in your head? Uh, when he first came in, and I was just, what was it, maybe the end of elementary school, early middle school. Uh, this probably doesn't relate to basketball, but when he first came out, uh, remember that AIM, AOL Instant Messenger? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so my first screen name was, like, Vinsanity07. <laughs> so, that like, he was just that good when he came out. He was dunking over people, and so he was the talk of the NBA uh, with Kobe and all, Shaq and all that. But uh, when he came out of North Carolina, it was him. Like, he was uh, Vinsanity, you know, half man, half amazing. So yeah, that, like, right there. Uh, because back then, I probably watched more basketball than uh, kind of what I how I do now. So, um, yeah, you know, that's like my memory of him. Yeah, I know um, when he first came out, everyone thought about him as the next Michael Jordan. Um, he is, I think, one of two players that were that were still playing that actually played against Michael Jordan. Wow. Tyson Chandler is the only one that's left now that Vince Carter has retired. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, he never lived up to that standard, but his dunking ability is what really – him famous um i think the one memory when i think of vince carter stands out was in the olympics when he dunked over frederick weiss um i think he was i think that was when they he played for france i'm not i can't remember exactly um even though weiss rebounded and was still able to get i think a silver medal in the olympics mm-hmm. um the fact that he had vince carter dunk over him and that's the highlight of his career um i think really really affected him now, side story about Frederick Weiss, and I learned this today when I was looking uh, doing some research for this show, and it kind of depressed me a little bit. So Weiss, really, after that happened, his career kind of went downhill. He still played for, I think, like another four, five, six years over there in Europe, but he was drafted by the Knicks, played Summer League one year. They offered him a contract, but he decided to play one more year over in Europe. Well, Jeffy and Gundy kind of soured on him at that point and then didn't really bring him back over and he never really expressed it just coming back and so he started battling depression to a point where after he was done playing he tried to kill himself Ugh. yeah he was driving over to his his estranged wife's house to uh, visit with their with their son yeah. pull over on the side of the road and took an entire box of painkillers wow. now luckily for him he woke up 10 hours later because he's a big guy seven foot two and that was a wake up call for him and he's he's really recovered. He told his his estranged wife who they've they've reconnected because of this. 
so his life is going better now. He owns a, a few shops there in France, but um, but yeah, I, I still think that that dunk over Weiss, that seven foot two guy, was the in the middle of a game, was was his signature moment. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so um, and then the other semi NBA news that came out, and this is more for those who played the game. So you remember playing NBA Jam, right? Yes, sir. No, that was that was one of my favorite games growing up. Well, the creator of the game kind of came out this week and, uh, and spilled the beans on a little code uh, trick he did. So he's a big Pistons fan, and back in when the game first came out, the Bulls were the best team. Now Michael Jordan did not play in that game because he didn't sell his likeness for them to use. Yeah, but weird. the Bulls were still the best team on that game. And he made sure that any time it was a close game and, and you're facing the, the Pistons were facing the Bulls, no matter how hot you were or how good of a player you were, you would always miss the last second shot to try to win the game. Yeah. And so <laughs> if I would have known that back then and, and I was playing some of my friends for some money, I would have easily taken the Pistons every single time because they were going to take the Bulls. And try to make sure if it was a close game, he knew he guaranteed you were going to win that game if you had the, if you were up at least by one point. So yeah, I was today's years old when he when I found that out. So <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to me because back then I didn't you know I didn't think about that. Like yeah, I was shoot when it came out, nineteen ninety three. It looks like oh my goodness, yeah. I didn't start playing until probably like ninety six when I first started you yeah. know collecting memories and. It was probably one of the first games I started playing. It was just fun, man. Like when we had like big head mode, and yeah. uh, there's a lot of Easter eggs as well, unlocking uh, characters and stuff Bill like Clinton. that. Yeah, yeah, Bill Clinton was on there. Uh, yeah. They're supposed to have like Godzilla and Bart Simpson at one point, but they never they got scrapped. Yeah. yeah. But uh, just facing the teams, I get like the Bulls, like Dennis Rodman, like dude, they were so hard. Um, yeah. It was fun to play, man. I, I enjoyed it, and I, I'm hoping they can like somehow recreate it for this generation yeah i think i think they would be able to right now because after what happened in the last offseason they've really spread out the talent quite a bit in the nba yeah now you still gotta be dominant like your lakers i mean it's not it'll be a cheat code but whenever you have lebron and anthony davis or brooklyn with a healthy Kyrie or kd Mm-hmm. But I, I think I think that this is the most balanced league has been in, in a long time. That I think that NBA Jam would be a pretty fun game to come out again. Dude, that'd be sweet. Yeah. You know the guy that says uh, the catchphrases, "Boom Shakalaka" and all that. Yeah. He's probably was it Tim Tim Kitzgro was the announcer. Yeah. It's a reminiscent of Marv Albert. So I always thought it was Marv Albert growing up. It kind of sounds like him. Yeah, Tim Kitzgrew. Yeah, that's that's the guy that's voicing all those uh, um, sayings in it. He's on fire and stuff like that. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, one 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 grab I always had about the game was the fact that they never had Reggie Miller in there because he refused to sign a contract to allow his likeness in there. Yeah, and so you know, so like you had like Dale Davis and Detlef Shrimp were, were the two players that he had to choose. So it's like. <laughs> I mean, so as as hard as a Pacer fan, I was never going to choose the Pistons, and I was never going to choose the Bulls as a team to play with. So yeah, gotcha. But yeah, fun times. All right, All right. so we'll go ahead. We'll move on over to college football. Um, it seems like a broken record. More sick kids at Clemson. So I think was it seventeen more kids tested positive this week? 
Yeah, I think um, they brought up to a total of what thirty seven, maybe. Yeah, I think thirty seven now. 37? Yeah, and it's it's to a point now where it's either they're do, they're just being reckless, the the coaching staff is being reckless, allowing these kids to keep coming in there and getting sick, or I'm gonna go back to what I said like two two three weeks ago. This might be the plan, because most teams when they had an outbreak, they basically shut everything down and they're able to get under control. Mm-hmm. I think Clemson wants to get all their kids sick to get out away with now before the season starts. <laughs> I mean, that's a good it's, theory, it's, I suppose. Dabu Sweeney, Dabu Sweeney, he's he's a great coach. He's he's one of the best coaches in in America, but. I would not put it past him to use this as a ploy to get an advantage for the season. Yeah. Well, you can catch it because, twice, can't you? Well, it's unconfirmed. I mean, not confirmed. Can, might, be left, that might be left say. from them. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's a bad image on Double Sweeney and the coaching staff. I really yeah, I mean, do. Because, yeah, because the more players you get sick now, the less likely it's going to spread later. He's. He, I think he's he's using herd immunity, whereas <laughs> if you get most of your people sick. The ones who have not gotten sick are less likely to get sick now because they're not going to be around people who can get sick. So, uh, I I just I don't trust him. I mean, he's all about making sure that the players don't get paid and be he's going to collect these millions of dollars for winning the game for the, that these players are playing for for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he, he wasn't he the one who threatened to quit coaching if the players got paid. I think that was him. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's just a, he's just kind of a shady character, and he's all about winning the games and make himself look good. I think he I think they're purposely allowing these kids to get sick. That's just bad. If if yeah. that is true, I mean, yeah. so when do you get to a point to where you're like, hey, let's not send these college kids back to campus or have workouts until a certain day, like? Because I know they're trying to push it out right now, right? Yeah. So when do you, like, it's about to be July. End of August is when the games start. I don't see how they can push these all these kids out that, to every school and start working out, especially, you know, in consecutive spiking cases as of right now. Yeah. Well, and look at some of the biggest biggest teams in the, in the country. They're in states that have have spikes. I mean, the Florida teams, the Texas teams, the Arizona teams. Yeah. I mean, the the, south, the entire South is spiking right now. So you got the Alabamas and the Auburns out there. I mean, it's just, I mean, I think I think if it's still, if this is still happening at the end of July, then we're going to see them have to make a decision. But, Although I think by that point the entire Clemson team's been sick, so I think they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like it's either we push the season back to a later date, or we just—I can't see them canceling it though. I could see them try to turn it into a spring sport, like start in March, uh, or start uh, start in February, February if possible. March. Yeah, right after the Get Super Bowl. Those... Yeah, if there is one. If there is one, yeah, it's always a what yeah. if. Cause, yep. mm-hmm. that's crazy. So. Yeah, but I know um, uh, uh, Division Two's Moorhead College has decided to cancel their season. So, uh, do you agree? I know it's, it's Division Two. Um, they don't have the the funds and the ability to go out there and to get the testing and get the players and the uh, lockdown and whatnot. So, 
I agree with their stance because they're not a school who's big enough to be able to handle this situation. Yeah. But all it's going to take is one big school to do this. And if there'll be a domino effect because then there'll be holes in the schedule. There'll be shorter seasons. Um, I think that they're they're smart by doing this now. And they're still going to pay the, the scholarships for the kids. So it's not like they're going to they're gonna let these kids walk. So Yeah, that's good. I feel bad for the kids because they want to play. And I'm sure if they ask to transfer, they may be allowed to. But um, if they're doing this now, it's only a matter of time before you have a bigger name school like in Iowa or Iowa State who says, you know what, it's not worth the risk. Yeah. So let me ask you this. If they don't have a college football season, how that's going to impact the NFL draft next year. Yeah, because you're not going to have all the free scouting video of the games. Yeah, ooh, that's going to be another uh, hot topic, and how they're going to how they're going to do that, you know? I mean, they'll probably they'll probably expand the the combine. They'll allow more more kids to show up there to try to get some kind of view on them. But if there's no college football season, I mean, next year there could be kids who are really good who don't get their ability to show off their senior year or junior year. Yeah, and they're going to fall in the draft. Exactly. That's, so, uh, I don't know. That's going to be <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So, um, and then I have one more college football news uh, story. Um, this is kind of an ugly one. Um, Kansas State players are threatening to boycott the season due to one of the students that are on the on the campus. Um, a student by the name of Jaden McNeil. Um, he is the head of the America First Student Chapter, a.k.a. White Nationalist. Um, he oh, mocked George. He mocked George Floyd's death a month ago. Uh, he tweeted out, and I quote: "Congratulations to George Floyd on being drug free for an entire month." Mm. So obviously that's in poor taste. Yeah. This guy. This guy is a clear racist. Um, the only people who stand up for him right now are white supremacists, and so there are several kids who are starters who basically tweeted out afterwards saying that if the school does not do something about this kid they will sit out the season so, yeah rightfully so um, man yeah I, I feel they should they really should expel the kid because they're putting he's basically mocking half the, the student body mm-hmm. um, based off of their race um, I don't know it's just there's no place in the world right now for these kind of actions yeah, not just like now. That's forever, pretty much, you know? Yeah. You don't go out. And social media, man, like, you tweet something out. You put something on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. It's going to get screenshotted. People are, every second, are constantly on Twitter and social media apps to where, even for a second, if you think if if, if you think it's funny and you think it's going to be funny to tweet something out like this and you're going to delete it, five ten seconds later it's gonna get screenshotted and, and, yeah. and it's gonna come out like that's just how it is now like you, you just gotta keep your mouth shut yeah and knowing this kid he's probably he's probably enjoying the fame he's getting right now yeah but oof, if, don't allow him back on campus whenever they no. whenever they do allow these kids to come back and unfortunately kansas state has a um a history of not punishing there are students who who do or say things that are, are wrong. Yeah, um, I'm I'm reminded of a of a story. I can't remember if it was this past school year or year before there, but there was a student who falsely accused someone of rape, 
um, and the clear clearly they this person did not do it. They they falsified the story. They uh, laughed about the fact that they put this person through hell. Yeah. And there was a big uproar on the campus saying this person needs to be kicked off because they are they are a risk to do this to other people. And the, the college uh, turned a blind eye to the situation. So uh, I don't know if they're going to step in and do anything. I think in today's day and age, they have to. I think so. But mm-hmm. but at the same time, if, if I would not be surprised if they don't because they have the track record of it. Yeah. So interesting story to follow yeah. up on. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and unfortunately, um, we're going to hear more things, more ugly things like this. I mean, I'm to a point now where I don't enjoy being on Twitter because there's some idiot out there saying something. Yeah. I mean, I, I know, I know, um, I saw earlier an MLB player, Brendan Barnes, he used to be with the Astros, um, years ago. He's deleting Twitter as of today because of stuff like this. Yeah. And it sucks to see. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't blame them for deleting their accounts and, it's 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 rough. There's some players that don't even have social media because they don't want to be around this stuff. Yeah. It's just it's frustrating, you know, for everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's not just Twitter, Facebook. I mean, you have people spreading false news and and biases and they're just being ugly. And because today's day and age in this country, they've been given the green light because the leadership has has decided that you know what, I'm not I'm not going to censor myself. Yeah. And all these people are, are so anti being politically correct that they are letting their racist flag fly. And it's, it's, it's sad, but I'm hoping that something happens to basically right the ship. Yeah, true. So, all right. So with that, let's move on to another ugly topic. Baseball is back. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're going to do it like so, that? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I know you're the baseball guy, so why don't you break it down first? Well... The day has finally came. Uh, I think it was last week where uh, we're finally getting baseball in 2020. Uh, so uh, they announced a 60-game season. Opening day will be around July 23rd, 24th. I'm thinking the 23rd, we are going to be watching the Yankees versus the Nationals on primetime, I think, at Nationals Park. If, if yeah, they're hosting. Yeah. yeah. So obviously they want to see the, you know, Garrett Cole and Scherzer or um, Strasburg or even Patrick Corbin, but I'm just happy it's yeah, back. Yeah, they want to see the defending champions against the best team in the AL. Well, that's not true because the Astros <laughs> beat them, you know. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so pretty much I think Rob Manfred has allowed them to have spring training um, at their club ballparks, but what we don't know is about Toronto. So I think maybe they can move to like Buffalo, which is just like South, I believe. I know the Bills have went there to Toronto to play a couple of games. I think vice versa, yeah. they can do the same. Um, well, I, just I know, I, I know they're they're reaching out to the the uh, Prime Minister of Canada, seeing if they can get some kind of waiver to allow them to cross the border for these games. Yeah, they hopefully, hear something this week. They'll, they'll know more this week. I think they'll know, they'll know more about it. Yeah. Um, the trade deadline will fall in August. Um, I think unsigned players might be heading to Nashville, and I know the Houston Astros had struck a deal, strike a deal with um, the Houston Cougars for the players that don't make the team. They can go to the Cougar Stadium and 
hold, you know, practice and whatnot, just in case COVID hits players on the Astros or injuries. But the thing is, too, what if somebody has a bleak injury and is out four to six weeks? That's pretty much the whole season. Yeah. So you got to worry about that as well. Um, also, there's a lot of COVID, like, you can't do this sort of rules. So a ball will be thrown out once it has been touched by multiple players, which they kind of sort of do now. Yeah, I mean, they go through balls like every, every other pitch, it seems like. Yeah, the pitcher thinks the grip is not right. If there's dirt on the ball. He'll, he'll toss it out. So, and then there's going to be minimal distance between base runners, fielders, coaches, and umpires on the field. Uh, be encouraged as much as possible. You also have the grand tradition of gross habits. No spitting, <laughs> chewing of tobacco, or sunflower seeds, or any combination thereof. And, uh, That's hard to do. Yeah, pitchers can't lick their fingers either. Yeah, so all these like knickknacks, it's going to be tough to try and adapt to. Um, there's going to be no high fives, fist bumps, or hugs. So I'm sure the, the Astros, I'm sure the Astros will find a way to break all those rules. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> you hate the Astros so much, don't you? They're not the only ones that cheated, okay? No, but they were the uh, the biggest ones. As, well, as we know of, <clears throat> New York Yankees. But um, <laughs> I also saw a poll today on Barstool Sports where they have betting odds to see who's going to get hit first. <laughs> was, I mean, I, I actually kind of chuckled at it because who's I don't... Off for the, Who's going to lead off for the Astros? That's going to be who it is. Well, it's usually Springer, and he hits a home run every opening day. So, But they had, I think not they had year. Alex... Well, you never know. Not this year. He's going to get hit by the ball. Well, that's a free man on base. I'll take it. I think the only thing you can do is just just win. To shut everybody up, just win. But uh, I think they had Alex Bregman as the top dog to get hit by a pitch first. So we'll see about yeah. that. But, yeah, it's it's going to be weird. You know, celebratory home runs. Like, you can't – It. I don't know. I just I – just, I don't know how I feel about, obviously, we're not going to have fans in the stands. So, it's just going to be weird to me, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, I, it's it's going to be, it's going to be, it'd be interesting because as we see every single year, you have teams that aren't really good that get off to kind of a hot start. So, I think it was a couple of years, it was the last year that the, that the Mets started like 14 and 4. Well, you're already through a third of your season, and you have a great record. So, I think I think the playoffs going to be wide open this year for anyone because, I mean, the Marlins a few years ago were doing great up to the All Star break. Well, that right there can get them into the playoffs in this season. Yeah, it benefits everybody. Yeah, and um, they, so now they have like the West from the AL and NL facing each other. The Central's facing each other from the AL and NL, and the East are facing each other from the AL and NL. So you're going to yeah. get the matchups of the Yankees and Mets. You're going to play your division 40 times, and then the other teams um, 20 times, I believe. So that's pretty cool. So we're going to we're going to get the Astros-Dodgers. I know Cody Bellinger has been um, hot on the mic uh, before the season started in spring training about the Astros, you know, cheating allegations and all that. So. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that matchup. You're going to see the Yankees facing the Mets and, you know, their uh, Subway Series rivalry continuing. It's going to be cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be an interesting interesting season. And and 
what I look forward to seeing on here is with a shortened season, if, if it's going to improve the game. Because 162 games is way too many games to play in a season. I agree. I mean, I'm a lifelong baseball fan. It is a lot. Um, so with the 60 games, I feel like they got to try and grow this game. I know it hurt mm-hmm. them with all these stalling talks of trying to get baseball going back in 2020. Um, also, too, like the no, the DH rule will be in both yeah. um, AL and NL. So that needs, that needs to stay. I think so. I just don't like the pitchers hitting. It's just meh. You know, it's it's just a waste of a uh, five minutes of somebody being up there. You know, exactly. And and you're risking them a player who you don't want to get hurt. They're you're gonna risk an injury. getting hurt. Yeah, and so um, I, I I personally feel a hundred game season is what it should be, mm-hmm. um, because you'll that allows you to stretch it out a little bit, do the same time frame, but have uh, more off days for your yeah. players. That will allow pitchers to stay healthier. Um, it's really going to mess with a lot of the records, like the home run records and the, the strikeout records yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think it will improve the game because it will go faster. Yeah. I mean, that's what – I mean, people that don't like baseball, give it a try, see how it goes. It might, might mm-hmm. not change your mind. It might change your mind and be like, all right, this is actually pretty cool. 60-game season, that's awesome. You know, that's like, what, 22 short of an NBA season? Yep. So, I mean – We'll see how it goes. I do like how it's it's the whole West, Central, and East facing each other. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing I, I do not like what they're doing is I don't like the uh, runner starting on second base in extra innings. I don't like it either. That's a lame rule. I know a lot of baseball uh, – a lot of my baseball buddies don't like it either as well. But, I mean, they're trying to – you know, this these games can go 18, 19 innings. Yeah. So that's probably what they're trying to shorten. I know they had it in the minor leagues, so they're gonna why why, why not test it now with a short yeah, season? I, you know, I mean, it, it makes sense to give it a shot. I mean, um, and it will speed up the it will end the games quicker. I, I think. Yeah. It just it just feels like a kick a kickball rule to me. I mean. Yeah. So. Excited. <clears throat> yeah. So. So who um, do you have now? Like as right now, who do you have going to the World Series? Right now. Um. Right now, I would say Dodgers and uh, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be Astros. I don't think it's gonna be Yankees. So I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say it's gonna be the uh, it's gonna be LA series. I think it's gonna be the Angels. The LA Angels. Yeah, they man, yeah. They, they added some good players. Uh, yeah. Mark Rend- you know, Rendon's over there now. We got Trout. But they being a short season, anything's in play. I think they may have a a rebound, and so I think it's going to be an LA series. Hmm. I'm gonna go Royals and Pirates. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> no, I don't know. Like it, it just benefits everybody. So I can't. Yeah. I don't know. As a homer, of course, I'm gonna say the Astros. Um, yeah. Of course, the league wants to see the Yankees or the Red Sox. Or I don't think the Red Sox have a chance. You never know. Every, I mean, everybody has a good shot, honestly. Yeah. You just got to get hot at the right time. And not, when those last 10, 15 games come around, you can't get cold. You can't get losing streaks. Yeah. I, I think the team that's really going to surprise people this year will be the Cincinnati Reds. They, yeah. they, they added a lot of pieces that weren't like big name pieces. Yeah. And if, if, it all, if it all lines up right for them, I think it's, it's a very winnable division. And so I think I think they could easily sneak into the playoffs this year. 
very well possibly can. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Not excited about yeah. the new fans, obviously, but. Yeah, but I mean, it, it is what it is at this point. At least it's uh, some kind of sport being out there. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, if you can't, I mean, so whenever, say, when do you get to a point to where they got to scrap the whole season? When three or four players catch it on five different teams? Yeah, I think I think they they have a number in their head. I think if you lose three starters for multiple teams, I think they they need to put a pause on it. A pause or just cancel it? I think it depends on how many players and if they can get it under control. They may do a one week pause, and if more people are testing positive, I think they scrap it. Um, I, I can tell you right now that if they have to scrap the season, that's going to be terrible for the NFL. Yeah, that's true. NFL needs baseball, hockey, and basketball to be successful for them to be able to play. I think out of all those, NBA is going to be more successful. Just yeah, because it's they're the that, Yeah, they're, they're, they're the only ones who decide to put everyone in one location. Yeah. And with so. MLB, it's like you're going back to the home ballparks if you can and yeah. have spring training there and all that. And I think, though, what MLB is doing is will, will help – basketball for next season so if mlb can get this season done as is i think that will help out nba 2020 the 2021 with allowing them to go back into their home stadiums yeah god damn it covid go away <laughs> <laughs> so i'm curious to see um, if they actually have some some sort of noise with mlb if not it's going to be ball strike one yeah, it's, I I think they they'll they'll probably put in some kind of like a like just a general crowd noise, like the little humming of the crowd. <laughs> I mean, we have they like, need to do something. We have like vendors like in the background. Yeah, peanuts. That'd be funny. Cracker Jacks. <laughs> Pump up some music. Hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> Pump up some music, man. Get like Zombie Nation yeah. going. Oh, oh, when somebody hits a home yeah. run, something. I can't. I mean, I I I've. I, Obviously, I said I've been a baseball fan my whole life, but when there's no crowd noise, ooh, it's gonna be tough for people to watch. Yeah. Get some music pumping. Yeah, they'll do something. I sure hope so. Yeah, and then the uh, the only other baseball headlines that came out really were the um, all tied to the, the Texas Rangers. So the first thing, the first thing is um, they've had a lot of employees test positive. Yeah. And they're they're not encouraging anyone to stay home, so they're putting their workers at risk by having them still come into the office, and they're getting some flack for that. And then the other story that's uh, hit them this week is how ridiculous their stadium looks. <laughs> they're getting bashed. <laughs> I see all the memes, dude. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one that the one that made it look like a grill cover. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> that, that was, I think, that was the best one. It, like, yes, it does look like a grill. Like, you look the lid up and put your burgers on. Yeah, I mean, it actually looks pretty cool inside. It looks obviously like Minute Maid Park, but yeah. um, they really did need this uh, this roof over there in Arlington. Oh yeah, because it gets hot. I I've purposely avoided going to games up there because I know the Red Sox go there every year. Yeah, but the Red Sox are always going there when it's like 110 degrees outside, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you now, fry out there. Yeah, now I, I, I'll, I'll consider going up there whenever they allow fans again because it's they actually will have a, a roof now. So 
Well, they kind of should have thought that back. I think when they first, I think it was 1993 when they uh, they brought the stadium or they built the stadium. So they kind of should have thought about that back then. But yeah. I don't know how all that blueprints and uh, work and all that. So. No, well, I mean it also could have been the money. Could have been the money, yeah. Yeah. Well, they had Jerry's World. Well, not Jerry's World. They had the old Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. So yeah, they're building stadiums left and right over there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when you have the money, I mean, Dallas Fort Worth is one of the biggest cities in the country, so they can they they tap into taxpayers, they can easily get something uh, not fancy. Oh yeah, for sure. So, so, all right, that's that's the rundown for the show. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add or toss in there? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, kind of know. a slow week. I mean, a couple big stories, but it's kind of a slow week. It has been a slow week, yeah. I yeah. just keep going back to like NFL, like on CBS and. Look at the home page, and I see like the um like the Bears and the Forty ers and I just think about man, I, I would like do anything for a Sunday night football game, you know? Yeah. The atmosphere, the the fantasy football implications. I I really do wish or hope they have NFL season. And Roger Goodell says that they're gonna play, so we'll see if that changes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think we'll have, we're more likely to have an NFL season than we are a college football season, but we'll, we'll get we'll see what happens. Yeah, I hope so. So with that, we'll wrap up the show. Um, just a heads up: unless anything major breaks in sports, uh, we will not have a show next week. We will observe the Fourth of July holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure for those of you who are gonna have uh, visit visitors or any family members, socially distance, wear your mask, wash your hands. Last thing we need to do is get more people coming into hospitals because of 4th of July. Correct. So, so, um, so with that, um, again, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at CR Drubert. You are at? Uh, Daniel underscore Cabrera nine. And you can follow our show at, at box kickers pod. So with that, um, we wish all you guys a happy 4th of July and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Peace.